Do you think it's appropriate to recline while podcasting? I think that's the way it should be. Like, I should be in a bubble bath while recording a podcast? I don't think any of our listeners would mind, especially because um, the listeners that I know of are like, you guys are awesome and funny, and you guys should do this more often, and and we need to pay you to do it. And Oh, wait. Nope, those are just imaginary <laughs> viewers that I'm talking to. Uh, no, perhaps, I, perhaps if I got a masseuse to work on the tension in my shoulders while I podcast. <laughs> then you would just be, oh. I think I could manage a little decorum. <laughs> there would be the occasional, ah, which I don't think the listeners will appreciate unless, no, no, no. there's no one L- We're not going to go down that road. We're there's, not going to go down that road. There's no one less in there because this is a, a fun, lighthearted podcast between two people who sometimes have differing opinions. <laughs> I'm interested to see how today's uh, rolls into that. I wish that I was more versed in anime. I know I'm going to offend somebody and I'm a little scared to talk about this. Well, before we lose our listeners, she's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married to the, the idea. idea. I'm serious. I think that I'm going <laughs> to offend the weeaboos. Didn't miss a step. I need to know, Aaron, that people will still like me after I reveal my very unpopular opinion on Eastern <laughs> culture. Uh, well, uh, as you guys see from the title card, we're doing something a little different this time. Uh, this is going to be the last podcast we put out in uh, November, or sorry, February. Good God, man. We just lost, we just leapt through time. We uh, just lost a year of our lives. <laughs> without even trying. Uh, this will be the last podcast that we released in February, the month of love. love. <laughs> um, and we are going to be uh, talking about a non-traditional romance movie. That's kind of been the, the theme of the month. Um, is non-traditional romance. Um, Just like us. And uh, I'm sure there might be people out there who are complaining because we're, we typically have found the, the romance movies between a man and a woman. So th- when I say non-traditional, I mean... Yeah, I get Non-traditional you. in the sense of... Non-traditional um, in the execution, I would say, in that this is not your rom-com. These are not your... Your leap years, your Nicholas Sparks, your yeah, it, like Sandra which, Bullock, Meg Ryan films, which you know, too bad there's not one more fe- or uh, one more Thursday in February, one more week in February. What would have been your last one? Maybe like our top three uh, rom coms, or maybe we could just do that now too. We could we could do kind of a two parter. We just throw it into this one or something like that for the well, last one for uh, when we, February. When we came across the idea of doing an anime for our final movie of the month, The Girl Who Left Through Time was not our first choice. We had a couple of different things that we were thinking about, and the one that I suggested, and actually should have been a kind of a couple of lists, uh, but that Aaron ultimately vetoed, was <laughs> Wolf Children, which is at its heart about a love of a mother for her children. And, you know, kind of in the sense of, Frozen is not a traditional love story, quote unquote, that the, you know, when they say, you know, an act of true love, everyone assumes that it's this guy's kiss. When an act of true love, you know, sacrificing yourself for your sister, an act of true love. And we're not going to talk about that Maleficent did that two years prior, so really, you should have seen that one coming, guys. Yeah, um, but this is... uh, 
and even still, it's not a quote-unquote traditional romance story for a man and a female. Yeah, I'd say this was even more, it was more sci-fi than perhaps I was expecting with the idea of unintended consequences, which seemed to develop a lot. Um, And again, I think it has a lot to do with where this movie was made and when it was made. Yeah. Um, So we're going to stay, as usual, spoiler-free for the beginning bits, and then we may go into spoiler town as we go along. Yeah, do you want to go ahead and get the plug party out of the way? Oh, thank you, Aaron. See, guys, this is why I keep him around. He reminds me of things. (laughs) If I can't remember what's going on this week, he knows. He's got a memory for that. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the plug party. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea, Twitter at Married Number Two, The Idea. Email us at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com, or if you forget any of those links, just stop by our website, Married to the Idea or just Google Married to the Idea. You will find our handsome mugs and a website with all of those links. Uh, we love to hear uh, your reactions on either SoundCloud or iTunes. Feel free to leave a review there while you are there. Um, yeah, we'd we love, just learned, love to hear from you guys. Yeah, we just learned after, uh, you know, a dozen plus episodes, we finally got funny. So, yeah, I was not trying. Dozen even. <laughs> I was not trying to be funny. I know I can't be funny on command. I just know what other people do that's funny and steal. <laughs> so I was always just trying to be, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to be charming. But, you know, if I can do funny for you guys, if, 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 that's, if that's what you want, no props. I will do that. Is this what you want? Is this what you want? <laughs> no, I'm just here to provide feminist commentary on your movies and stupid Western ideologies. Well, um, I I am interested to see how we're going to do this one because with A, it being an anime and B, it being some, not like a favorite of mine or a favorite of yours... Uh, how we're going to kind of roll with this. And, it, I mean, not that we always look at movies that is a favorite or, like... Well, that means, Aaron, it is time for a background check. Because you're going to give us your background <laughs> on what you know about oh. uh, anime or uh, Japanese-slash-Eastern animation. And then I'll give my background on that. Yours is going to be a lot shorter. So that's why, don't why you... you get to go first. Oh. Uh, I am an anime fan. I I like to call myself uh, a fan because when I was in high school, uh, I watched a lot of anime. Uh, I read a lot of manga. Um, I still actually have a nice little collection of manga. I got rid of uh, a good chunk of it. I think uh, right junior year, senior year. Sent it to the high school library. They dedicated a wing in your honor. They dedicated a part of a bookshelf to my honor, and I doubt that that still stands. <laughs> um, but uh, I got into it uh, middle school time. The uh, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon kind of helped roll me into it. And then, you know, Toonami and uh, uh, Adult Swim were uh, factors in that as well. So I've read a lot of different series. I prefer the um, the funny series, uh, the stuff with a lot of humor. Um, and I do enjoy the ones that have fan service in them. Uh, fan service, for those of you who don't know. The non-weeaboos. The non-weeaboos. <laughs> that the, the, these are the series that tend to have panty shots or 
girls who are taking showers or baths or something like that. And it doesn't show everything, but it, you know, it, it gives the hint at it. It's super important to the plot, guys. You don't understand how important that shower scene some is. Some of them are. Some of them, they have nothing to do with the actual story. Tell me true. Is there ever shower scenes worth a bunch of dudes hanging schlong? Uh, I'm sure now, especially now. now, because there are so many different series out now, I could absolutely believe that there'd be, there is some, you know, just dong showings of uh, anime. Um, but I, uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, I kind of go through peaks and valleys, uh, here recently. I'll, uh, maybe I'll binge a series and then I'll take a break or, you know, um, I've tried to keep up with today. I've not watched some of the more, uh, recent things that are very popular, like Attack on Titan and, uh, One Punch Man. Um, but I have seen like the first full series of Sword Art Online. I've not seen the second one yet. Uh, which that that is a really out there one, um, but I'm always looking for new and funny things. Uh, so I am an anime fan, uh, not a true weeaboo or. Uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't have a body pillow. No, I I stopped before I got to that point. I did want the Naruto headband though. I came close oh. to buying one because there at one point you couldn't get them everywhere. You couldn't just walk into the mall and get them. You had to go to a convention or know somebody oh, went to conventions. Back in the days when Hot Topic still just sold black shirts. Yeah, right before they became before they sold out themselves. <laughs> I love I still, Hot Topic I still now. go to Hot Topic all the time. I, I'm, I, they like, sold out in the best way. As a girl, they sold out in the absolute best way because they make so many clothing lines now and collaborations so I can actually dress up like Wonder Woman without it being a freaking costume. I can just wear leather jackets that are Thor Ragnarok inspired or jewelry that is based off of ideas from Themyscira, and it's totally cool. <laughs> and that's, uh, it's like um, Think Geek. Uh, it's there, I kind of view them as a, a Think Geek type shop. Think Geek's a l- way more geeky and nerdy, whereas Hot Topic's more fashionable, uh, which there's been some things that we've bought through Hot Topic that's just been like, this is such a cool piece of clothing, like your Wonder Woman jacket. Mm-hmm. I got uh, the mirror from Beauty and the Beast through Hot Topic. Oh yeah, so there's, so back before Hot Topic uh, sold out in the right way, <laughs> um, you know, Hot Topic we'd love to be sponsored by you guys uh, oh, or Thinky. Yeah, that would. <laughs> God, I'm I married would be, to the idea. Brought to you by Hot Topic. I'd be a walking billboard if I get to dress up like Belle every day. Count me in. You mean, like even like a twenty five dollar gift card a month? <laughs> oh man, we would like shopping spree. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably try to get some Captain America stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, but back in the days when uh, conventions weren't as cool as they are now, hmm. uh, my my friends uh, that I had uh, at the time that I talked to were uh, went to conventions more regularly. And, like, you that was where you found the stuff. Like, where you found the wooden swords and the... Hmm. Uh, the, the uh, the body pillows or the uh, the wall scrolls, um, the the uh, terrible dubbed over uh, uh, non subtitled stuff because they couldn't afford to actually get the <laughs> get people to uh, dub over it properly. Uh, that's um, so. My background is way more extensive, um, and 
it, it hurts sometimes <laughs> thinking back onto those those, the, those days. Those dark, dark days. Well, at least Aaron, it, do you want to share with the viewers what you tried to be in high school? I tried to be emo. Beyond that, what did you also want to be when you were in high school? I recall uh, certain oh, thoughts. God. Oh, yes. No. Do you want to share? Really? What you tried and failed to be? I think we'll need to know the depth of your devotion in adolescence before they can really understand you and your opinions here today. I um, I think it was sophomore year. Tried. And here's the, here's the worst part about it. I tried and failed tried and failed to be the president vice president any kind of officer position of the anime club at my high school at our high school and a prestigious position it would have been what power you would have wielded i lost because of how the voting system worked you lost because you didn't look good in a mini skirt yeah, that, that I did lose. I think both the president and vice president were female. A shocking revelation. Yeah, but they didn't do it correctly. It was really strange. <laughs> um, I uh, I I uh, demand a recount. No, I literally I, our ten year anniversary is coming up. Our high school oh reunion. God. I demand a recount. I I literally like that happened. I remember there was I was sitting next to a friend and I looked at him like, well, I'm never coming back. And he goes, why? Are you that, like, are you that upset? I'm like, no, this made me realize I don't need to be here anymore. There are a few things you can come back from, can't come back from. I think losing the election to be anime president is one of those things. <laughs> I, rem I remember they managed to convince a science teacher to let them meet in there after school. Uh, <laughs> and, uh... I, th I think it was junior year, uh, they lost, like, the room, the teacher left, like, just kind of uh, got a new job or something like that, and didn't tell the club until, like, two weeks into the school year, and they were already trying to have, like, a couple meetings, and the new science teacher didn't want them in there, and so they were trying to find a new room. They're all just, like, standing there in the uh, the cafeteria, and like I, I think I was just leaving for the day, and one of them, one of the officers I was still kind of friends with, kind of came up to me. and was like, "Hey, we lost our room. Can you help us find a new one?" I'm like, "No, I'm I'm leaving for the day." And like the vice president, that at that point, who it was actually my ex girlfriend, um, it's just like, "Well, why won't you try to help us?" And I'm like. Uh, because you're involved at all, and you guys are fine without me. And I walked away. <laughs> what a wonderful journey back in time you have brought us on, Aaron. I you feel, brought it up. I feel the Clearasil running through my veins again. Oh, man, I wish I had Clearasil. <laughs> I, I, got, I got Mary Kay products, which were like my mom always said, oh, they work better, they work better. They didn't work better. They did not work better. So, Elizabeth, why don't you tell us your very short history with anime? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, my introduction to anime was Avatar The Last Airbender. And yes, I know it's not an anime. Well, it's, was... a, I would, it's, it's, uh, it's an American animation with um, influences from Eastern. That is what I am saying. Or, uh, I am saying art. that 
that was as close as I had ever come to figuring out that there were Eastern philosophies being portrayed in a different style of animation. For me, I grew up on Disney. So I had a very specific definition of what animation in a movie looked like. You know that Simba stole, like, its entire thing from, from Kimba a, the an, White Lion, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I'm not here to debate whether one is better than the other. I'm <laughs> saying that I grew up with one. Ooh, maybe that's a future episode. <laughs> I grew up with one that absolutely jaded every future viewing of any sort of show. Animation was supposed to be fluid. It wasn't supposed to stand still. It wasn't supposed to have unnecessary noises. It wasn't supposed to take long breaks. Animation was like a live-action movie. It was meant to keep you going, and even if it was still, it was still and alive. So for me, when I saw animation from Eastern cultures, I didn't get it. I didn't get why they never moved but their mouths. I didn't get why the girls had no noses. Oh I didn't no, get... the monster's coming to attack us. We should run. Aye. I didn't get why they always ran through their lines so fast because I didn't understand subbing and dubbing yet. And I'm like, there, there's no breathing in this. Why is no one taking the time to say these lines? So you never watched like Digimon, Pokemon, Sailor Moon, uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, God, the, the Invegon. Well, no, you wouldn't have watched that one. And I'm glad he didn't. None. None. I watched the Pokemon movie because I collected Pokemon cards. You collected Pokemon cards and didn't watch the Pokemon series. Not even a little bit. Oh, man. I liked the cute animals. <laughs> and I liked to collect things. Yeah, They yeah, had yeah. my number, Aaron. Some of them were shiny. <laughs> they knew me and they targeted me. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> <laughs> Triggered. I feel so used. <laughs> anyway, I really, my big intro, my big like acceptance of the art form came from college when I lived with my animation roommate, Jenny Plyler. Shout out to Jenny Plyler. And she taught me all about it. Because not only did she have every Disney movie on DVD in a beautiful mm -hmm. binder, she also had every Studio Ghibli film and a oh, bunch yeah. of others. She kept them so nice and pristine in her nice boxes, which was novel to me because half my DVDs got stolen whenever I went home. Well, Ginny, it, like me, is an only child, right? Yeah. yeah. She didn't have to share her exactly. DVDs with anyone. I... Her VHSs remained pure. <laughs> the, uh, the hardbacks of her books always had the cover. Yep. Yep, nothing was... <laughs> Anyway, she was the first one to uh, really introduce me to a lot of movies. I watched Whispers of the Heart with her. That was the one with the cat statue, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. But it has none of the fantastical elements that Studio Ghibli is known for. It's a pretty yeah. much straightforward um, romance, young girl coming of age story, which I find be common. And I think I'll get into that a bit later, that there are common... Uh, plots and themes that I see in anime movies as opposed to western ones but we'll get into that as yeah, we go I can see that um, she showed me perhaps my favorite anime movie which is Howl's Moving Castle Oh, I yeah. read the original by Diana Wynne Jones and I really liked you it you read the original? yes you read the book before you watched the movie yeah I didn't even know there was a movie I'd read the book ages ago Okay, straight up putting us down. This that's a new that's a that's an episode in the future. Boom. Because I didn't realize I never knew that you read the book. Yeah, it's on our shelf. 
How did I not know this, folks? Because we have 500,000 Yeah, I'm, books. I mean, I'm literally looking two bookshelves filled with books right now. <laughs> There's only one, uh, well, sorry, no. No, they all have at least, they're all at least 50% filled with books. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first movie that I really liked, not only because of the cast they got to do the English dub version. Including which Christian Bale. Um, Billy uh, Crystal. Billy Crystal. And she likes my spark! You know, the only reason he did, uh, uh, no, maybe not the only reason, but the reason he did that movie is because he felt so bad about turning down Pixar for Toy Story that immediately whenever they offered him another Disney role. Which was Monsters, Inc. Exactly. And then he grew, um, he became more friends or better friends with John Lasseter, who uh, then got him to do, because he was like the voice director for Howl's Raymond Castle. So that's really cool. That's why he did uh, Calcifer, which, he, oh God, he did a great job. And it really, it showed me how you can get some good voice acting out of a film. I never really felt like it was really ever done well. Even a subversion, I didn't really get like any sort of emotion behind the line readings. It was the first one where I understood and figured it out. And the animation was fantastic. And the story was cool. And it is... Nothing like the book. The second half of that movie is nothing like the second half of the book. So Yeah, I heard that they did deviate. It's a big change, and I that was one of the first ones where I'm like, the adaptation is different, but I like it in its own way. I'm glad both exist. Is this the first anime we reviewed? I think yeah, it is. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, okay. We actually got a lot... Uh, half the reason we chose this is because we got so much positive feedback on uh, when we reviewed Breadwinners and Loving Vincent a couple of yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, the Oscar-nominated movies. And I think people really respond well to animated movies. Um, so we had debated a couple of different animes to try. My my hope was that we could find a real terrible one. Like one of those <laughs> ones where it's just a bunch of large-breasted 15-year-olds in a haunted house where vampires keep attacking them. Like something really terrible that I could tear into. And that's the thing is, is like, and I, I mean, if we wanted to do an entire series, we could, but like I, we, we were running a little short on time. I was like, well, let's I just pick not, a movie. I do not have enough time in my life, Aaron, to devote to a whole series of a terrible and, show. And plus, it's not one of those things where we watch it separately, like while I'm at work or something like that, because you will not watch it. You will get about five, ten minutes into one of the episodes, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> I, have been, I have been anime adjacent our entire relationship. Because besides for those couple of movies, like we recently saw My Neighbor Totoro. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We were in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and the um, Asheville Brewing Company Theater, and it was it was such a neat experience. And I had never fun. seen I had never seen My Neighbor Totoro before then, either. Yeah, so um, I've always been adjacent to it. I have been invited to watch so many series. I have been told how good the likes of Cowboy Bebop is. You and I and... will watch Cowboy Bebop. That's the thing, is, is you will not escape that one, because that one is a marvel but all of our friends are always constantly having me watch the first episode of a show or trying out something just to see if i like it and never once has it just grabbed me and been like okay because i'm too busy pointing out what i consider to be the flaws of anime and that's and that's the problem too it's like because recently you me and a um a longtime friend of the podcast john watched the first episode of yu yu Hakusho, and yu yu Hakusho is a great show um, but we only watched the first episode. And I could not stop just 
that's weird and that's dumb and that's stupid and do I sound <laughs> uninformed enough yet viewers because there's going to be 50 more minutes of this <laughs> talk more through your nose yeah. <laughs> there is nothing worse to me than having a gap in my pop culture experience and I know this, this is a is huge a one. Big one it's a huge one and I wish I was more informed so that's why this is why I'm doing this that's why I actually own wolf, wolf children because I really do love it and that's why we watched Summer Wars and oh, the yeah. Summer Wars Time, so good. and uh, Your Name was something we wanted to watch, but I felt we'd be a little too sad or too blissed out afterwards to really do a podcast about it. Yeah, like, I've heard it's really good. We just may watch it just on our own. We may not review it, or we may just, like, do a quick review of it or something like so that. So know that when I speak, I'm coming from a straight-up Western philosophy, and you, you please do not... Damn dirty... Disney person. Please don't come to the comments. I know I'm uninformed. Aaron will tell us. He'll <laughs> tell us all as it happens live. Well, it's not like I'm the most informed either. You're far, you are far more in this particular instance than I am. Our, our, our friend Derek would probably just absolutely school me in anime knowledge. Ah, that's true. Yeah. He's... Yeah. he's uh, <laughs> he Nothing I... gets me to glaze my eyeballs over faster than when you guys start debating the different nuances of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> There's not nuances in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I like Dragon Ball Z. Drag There's no nuances in Dragon Ball Z. However, uh, D Derek and I worked together uh, last year in a, a t-shirt shop. And uh, we had a co-worker who... Uh, I, I cannot describe her any better than the physical embodiment of why I left the anime club. That typical weeaboo like over fan uses phrase in colloquial settings. Like she she speaks like half, being bilingual, trilingual, or multilingual is awesome. That it it actually it's proven that if you speak more than one language, you you understand um, how the world works better. Like it's almost like you're smarter than <laughs> than the average bear. Um, the but she would like instead of saying, "Oh man, I'm I'm an idiot," she would go, "Oh baka," and it's like, which is Japanese for stupid. And it's like like saying <sighs> "goram" instead of yeah, damn it, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or shite for shit. <laughs> yeah. Now I do love me some like now I do get the I get that cursing in another language. That seems a lot more fun than the actual language. Yeah, it's just how she did it was, it was so forced. It's so bad that it was, it was so forced. Let it, but, let it fuel you then. But it was we... funny, it was funny because like one time I was walking to the, uh, to the breaker room just to do something else and, uh, and he was on lunch and she was talking to him about something and then I hear, oh, Aaron likes anime too, don't you Aaron? And I turn, and I see her eyes lighting up, and I'm like, no, Derek, no, I don't want to talk to her about anime, because I will never stop talking to her about anime. And I'm like, yeah, I used to, but I don't really much anymore. And he goes, oh, okay, and he just dropped it, because Derek can sometimes pick up on hit on hints. And, and I told him later, I'm like, no, Derek, I don't want to talk to her about anime. <laughs> Well, let your anime flag fly, babe. Oh, yeah. Because let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, I'll give a brief plot synopsis. The girl who left through time 
is about a young high school girl who accidentally gains the power to jump back into time. As it stands in this universe, time cannot be changed. But you can travel through time to different points. The way she goes through time is literally leaping. Uh, and we discover this. Shall we just say what happens at the beginning? Like, I feel well, like... Well, how about we... Let's go and slap the spoiler on it right yeah, now. Yeah, because I was thinking we could be spoiler-free, but then I realized at the very beginning of this, there are mo- yeah, things set it's, in motion. Yeah, it's a pretty big thing. Um, yeah, yeah, let's... We'll just go ahead and slap it. It's like, okay, from here on out, it's spoiler territory. <laughs> Sorry if you wanted to listen to anything about this movie well, without this movie, being spoiled. Yeah, and this movie is 12 years old, which com- I did not know that until we started watching it. Yeah, uh, it's been around for a while. I don't think that knowing the twist makes it any less enjoyable. It's not really a twist. It's I, I wouldn't say... The, well, I mean, there is a twist, but what you're talking about isn't the twist. <laughs> right. So uh, she discovers that she has the ability to leap through time when she loses the bu- brakes on her bike and is run over by a train. Bike flips over the handrail, she goes in the path of the trains, and all of a sudden she wakes up. And she's earlier in the day. And she goes to talk to her aunt at the museum. Uh, and she gives her some ideas as to how this could happen. That she's literally leaping through time. So she uses it, as I think most high schoolers would, for her own personal use. She had a really crappy day leading up to this. So she uses her powers to get out of all those crappy things. However, that means a lot of things happen to other people because of her choices. And that she knows more than others uh would want her to know just because she's experienced this day again and again and again. It's sort of a Groundhog's Day thing, but I wouldn't make that comparison in style or tone or anything. More I can so, see people comparing the two. Like I can see someone saying, she this is choice. the anime, this is the closest anime equivalent of uh, Groundhog's Day. I could see that. But this is her choice to go through time and where she decides to go through time. So it's, uh, it keeps going in... We then weave into a romance, a budding romance. She has two guy friends that she plays baseball with, which I just... There's something really nice about that, that I thought it was going to be just two guy friends. And I was actually wondering when the romance was going to show up, because this is on the list of top ten anime romance movies. And I was saying, well, where is this? Because she just is friends with these two boys. And it turns out that one of the boys actually does have feelings for her. When she finds out, she goes back in time to pretend like it never happened. But of course, it's eating at her day after day after day. And by other things that she chooses to avoid, bad things happen as a result of her actions and consequences occur. And uh, she's losing the ability to go back more and more after each and each time. And she also figures out that uh, at some point in the movie, um, a girl goes up to the other guy friend um and asks him to go out with her and uh, he actually says no and it comes to find out or come to find out it's because he was too preoccupied with the fact that she got a better math score than him uh because she's typically the uh the 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 not the the slouch but the the slacker of the three of them um you know always late you know forgetting things that kind of thing uh, and so she figures out that because of that, you know, she's like, oh, well, this is a really nice girl and she has a really good reason to like this guy. So she tries to kind of help set them up, play a little bit of a Cupid. Well, she ends up doing it, but at the cost 
of them end up taking her bike to the very same point that she was at and they they're the ones actually getting hit by the train yeah they weave it together real cleverly and the overarching thing i think that makes this better than just a typical romance movie is what she's really afraid of is losing the friendship of these two boys they talk about in subtle terms that if one of them ever got a girlfriend that they would go and hang out with that person and they'd never see them again and they would lose that this bond and friendship that they've had uh, over the school year. Yeah, like apparently they they didn't really start hanging out until like the winter time, and this is the summer, and it's like been just real nice. This this little click that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the plot. This is where I tend to find these tropes, and Aaron, you can uh, school me if these are actual tropes. But um, so one thing is the girl, uh, the girl character who is uh, a bit of a slacker, who uh, the boys around her say that she's stupid to her face, but it's fine because they love her. It's like, it, it. it's like what, when we, when we talk about our friends, we call them idiots. It's, it's almost like a term of endearment. Yeah, but I feel like I've seen that in Sailor Moon. I feel like I've seen that... Well, don't compare that to Sailor Moon. <laughs> Sorry. What I'm saying is, this is this a trope? Or is this just this one movie where this female protagonist uh, is, is called dumb by her friends who do like her and they would do anything for her, but they still, at the, still neg her about it? I mean, I don't think that's a trope. I think that's just a part of some people's friendships. I mean, we have friends who, like, literally make sure to knock each other down a peg so their egos don't get too big. But they do anything for them type thing. So I'd say that's just a friendship thing. Uh, the One of the anime tropes that I see is that all of a sudden, a guy is from the future. Like... <laughs> Uh, Does that happen a lot in animes? No, but like that kind of weird plot twist is um, unfortunately more often than not. Like I've seen ones where the girl is just a typical girl and then uh, something happens and sure enough, this brand new guy that just moved there or something like that, it or the, the person that they never talked to is actually a prince from a, another world or um, from another dimension or something like that. <laughs> There's actually, uh, there was a, a Tumblr thing. It's just like, uh, it's a, uh, a, a Japanese couple uh, have a child and the child comes out and it has bright pink hair and they gasp and look at each other like, oh my God, she's a protagonist. I remember you showing me that. <laughs> and, it, and then it's like, all like it, uh, and then it's well, someone like walks into a classroom and there's two empty seats, one in the back of the classroom and then another one next to a girl with purple hair staring out the window, and then they pick the one in the back. <laughs> it's just the person trying to avoid all of the first episodes of animes. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> like like oh, look at this strange old key. It looks to be calling out to me. Oh well, la 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 la. la. <laughs> 
Like, like those are, like, more typical anime tropes. Well, I guess so, because this movie starts off with her untimely death, and the very last show that you tried to get me to watch was about a guy whose first episode is his untimely death. That, well... Yes, but I'm honestly, I'm trying to think if that happens in any of the ones that I know of. Like, it, it could, like, someone could easily be like, oh, well, it's actually these 20 different shows and they all have and they all have this in common but some of these have but um Yu Yu Hakusho and this one kind of start that way I'm trying to think there may be at least one more but those are kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho isn't about the guy being dead in fact I think very in the in the next few episodes he comes back to life (laughs) that's always it's always gotten to me it's like why do that if you're immediately going to reverse be, it? Because of how the story continues. I guess. He becomes, it, it's, it, he, it's, I think it's like, the thing's called Yu Yu Hakusho, um, De- Ghost Detective Files or something like that is the official name, or Ghost Detective Agency or something like that. It's about, he becomes like a guy who is a uh, detective slash poli- policeman for the spirit and demon realm. Okay. Yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a really neat show. All right, what about the, the turn? Like the sudden turn, with like the guy the, being no, not even oh. that. Um, there's a scene very early on. She's running out of her house because she's late, and her mom says, "Here, why don't you take these peaches to your auntie?" And she's like, "Ah, I don't want to go see auntie. I don't want to have to carry these to school." Ah, and she says, "Oh, and this one more thing," and then she smiles and says, "Okay," and takes the peaches. And I'm like, "That's I yeah, feel that's like a... I see that a lot. It happens even again later. Like there's no hint." of any sort of relationship beyond friendship with all three of these characters. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, you want to go out? And I'm like, where did this come from? Sometimes that's because of um, the actual story itself. Sometimes it's the differences between Western and Eastern audiences that we don't need to have the subtle things coming from you know, oh, look, this guy is uh, kind of staring at her, so that must mean he, she, he's in love with her. But it, actually, he's in love with this other person. There's actually a show where this guy, it, uh, heaven and hell are real, and they send ambassadors to Earth, um, and, like, demons are allowed to come, and angels are allowed to come to Earth, and, like, they start, like, lives with each other. And it turns out that the ambassadors for both heaven and hell want him to marry their respective daughters because he's supposed to be some sort of like mythical person. And so he has to choose between a demon and an angel. Oh, and there's also this childhood friend that he was supposed to, that, that kind of had feelings for him for a while. Oh, and there's this other random person that he kind of meets and kind of likes, but he can't choose between all four of them. And it goes back and forth between all four of them. And, like, the childhood friend at one point kind of goes, you know what, I like you, but I can't deal with all of this, so take I, I don't want to be considered anymore. Like, I'm going to go live my life. And he respects her for it and lets her go, and they still kind of are friends but not as close anymore. Oh, and then she gets sick, and she's actually a demon, and she has to return to the demon realm or get married to him or something like that. Oh, and and by the way, he actually has loved her the entire time. And all these other characters are just kind of left by the wayside, and there's no, there there there's there's no build up to it. That's what I don't like. 
that's something that I feel is a con, if I can say that, about, <laughs> like, I, I get that Disney is over-sentimental, and I get yeah. that sometimes they telegraph. There, there's something to be said about too schmaltzy. And they're, they're definitely, they're, they're meant to make you cry and feel, but I would say that all movies are meant to make you feel something, so it's not so bad. It's always an execution. I don't think I appreciate the lack of, not even build-up, just... It feels like what do you what are, what is your point of telling a movie if you're not trying to let the audience be in on the secret? If you're just trying to muck with them, then I guess that makes sense. Why? Oh, by the way, I'm a zombie demon huntress. Why is this scene important? What is it? What purpose does it serve? Why is this scene important? What purpose does it serve? Why have this character say this line? Why is this is this just a throwaway line, or is this something else that you know? Like yeah, it feels like in. Western animation, all characters are used and relevant. And I'd say good. Good good Disney movies, all of your characters have function and are important. All movies in general, I'd say a good movie doesn't have throwaway characters. That the point of them is always to serve a greater purpose. But even some of the better movies do have throwaway characters. But I, I get what you're saying. And that's unfortunately, that is that is an anime trope that I've rarely seen any of the shows or um, movies ever really get around. Some of them do, some of them don't. Uh, but most of the time, there's usually at least two or three throwaway characters. Um, like, and, and that's the thing too, is, is that's... It's okay. Eastern audiences don't care about that as much. That every little detail is used. You know what I mean? Um, some of them are that detail-oriented that every little second of a frame um, is used seemed, or is... It seemed like it was leading to that, though, because this one is all about that your time jumping has consequences. Well, and yeah. it shows at the end, because it could be, oh, I just, you know, nothing actually did happen, but I do need to learn about this power better. But no, it's like, no, actually, yeah, a lot of shit went down because you chose to do this. So it seemed like it was trying to do the thing where everything gets tied up and used together, only to still have the same tropes of, by the way, I've always loved you. And yeah, I, I will say the, the, the turn that he, the guy, they do explore it a decent, to a decent point with this, uh, this character having a crush on her. They do kind of show it. Um, but then all of a sudden he's from the future and the whole reason he came is to see this random painting that her aunt is working on. To be fair, I got that more than anything, honestly. <laughs> so he's supposed That's to... That's what you got. I, he's He came back to this one point in time to see this one painting and even the aunt doesn't get what the significance of this painting is. All she knows was that it was created during time of historical war and strife and sadness and it's Wouldn't so it be kind of cool is if it turned out that actually she was the one that painted it in I have, the future or something like that? I have like excellent that. news for you, Aaron. While looking through IMDb uh, to uh, gather trivia for this particular episode, I learned that uh, this movie is based uh, loosely on the novel of The Girl Who Left Through Time by Yasutaka Tsutsui. Uh, wow, I actually did that. Um, that novel's been adapted five times. This is the first adaptation to be an indirect adaptation because it is thought to be that the aunt is actually the main figure of the novel. Yeah. 
So this book, this movie, The Girl Who Left Through Time, is actually about her niece, not about the protagonist of the novel who is the aunt in this one. We get a hint of the aunt's backstory where she did have two friends and she thought that she, you know, one of them would come back for her and never did. And then that shows... And she even said, like, she has even she even has a great line that says, um, you're not the kind of girl to just wait around. You're the kind of girl to go, when a boy doesn't show up, when he says he will, to go chase after him. Yeah. And I do like the idea that that's what is going on with this. I think that it's cool to see an indirect adaptation like that. I appreciate those kinds of things where you take the concept and then you apply it to other characters. Yeah, and I think the overall concept is neat, and I, um, I think that there are areas that could have explored a little more, um, like maybe kind of like with Groundhog's Day with the the old man, um, how he could not. He, there was never a situation where he would be able to save him. Mm-hmm. The, the the old man always yeah. died. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to see her have to deal with that mentality that there is a situation where she can never fix. You know, there's not a situation that she can fix. That's true. More so, it's that she comes to learn that the selfish use of her powers in the end did more harm than good, but it's never it's never hinted that she should have died. And I think that's the nice thing. At a certain point, I was afraid yeah, to get to, to, um, to Ashton Kutcher butterfly effect where she has to die for the world to go on living. And it's like, no, no, she, it, it's good that she didn't die. It's good that that happened. Um, but now you need to use that for the future for good purposes, for good reasons. Yeah. And, and it did suffer from that, like, slightly ambiguous ending of are they going to end up together are they actually is she going to do what she can for it or you know there's it it, it ended too ambiguously and sometimes anime movies can end like that and even though i love this animation company this animation company is the same one who did uh the boy and the beast or the beast and the boy summer wars and as many people love to hate on it, um, I guess I have to be ashamed to say the Digimon movie. I loved the Digimon movie because of the animation and because I liked Digimon. And because I was a fan of both the first run or the first set of Digidestin and the second set of Digidestin. So, I mean, I like I, I liked it. And, I, we, <laughs> and there were plenty of people who thought it was terrible. I was like, why do these stories do each other? I'm like, if you kind of watch the show, you understood. I think what most people had a problem with was this movie said it could be for a newcomer and it would it was not be... It absolutely no. was not. No. It, what's really funny is the movie never really tied into the show either. There was never th- this character... These um, At one point, they introduced this blonde character who does not appear into the show until like the last half of the last season of the second set of digest and and even then it's like he's not in it for very much so um um i think it is time to go into times elizabeth predicted uh, a move that actually happened because <laughs> elizabeth's not good at predicting things uh literally though not figuratively. Literally. I know nothing about this movie. We are watching it. Five minutes in, she is riding a bike with a bunch of peaches in the basket. 
and I say, oh, look, she's going to die like in that Meg Ryan movie, City of Angels. <laughs> that is exactly how Meg Ryan goes down. She's riding a bike with a bunch of peaches in the basket going back to Nick Cage to have more angel sex, and she gets hit by a truck. And what do you know? She actually does get hit. Peaches go flying. She's in the air. Train about to hit her. So I called it. Which City means of Angels, she has peaches in her... Uh, the whole thing is like, oh, oh my peaches. god, That's probably... I love tasting peaches. I'm going to go get you so many peaches after they have sex the one time. And then she dies. And I cannot decide if the girl who left through time has stolen the plot of City of Angels or no, not. No, they didn't, but it might have been an homage to it. The City of Angels came out in the 90s. Homage. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's really funny because my uh, um, my extensive uh, background with anime also includes being a fan of the uh, AMV Hells, which, for those of you who don't know, it's when you take an anime clip and you put some sort of um, audio clip with it. So... Say, like, you've got Dragon Ball Z and you see Goku about to power up and instead of him doing his typical yell, it's uh, Whitney Houston doing I Will Always Love You. That is an actual AMV. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, anime music video, but it it's sometimes these clips are, like, a few seconds long. Um, I actually watched, because uh, they made seven of them total, um, and the last couple, I think, had a couple clips from this movie. Uh, so, I, I, I knew that scene was going to happen, but I thought that was like a scene near the end of the movie, not near the beginning of the movie. <laughs> so, I, I kind of like, I like that, actually. I like that it didn't spoil anything because I had seen this scene. Uh, kind of like hearing uh, Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman sing uh, We Should Be Lovers and then seeing it with a kid's anime. <laughs> Oh, that's weird, babe. It's so weird, and I love Japanese it. Japanese culture is weird. Well, no, that's not Japanese. That's Americans. That's Americans. And doing we're it. weird too. We're oh, all we're absolutely weird. weird. I mean, look at Pumpy Mo Puppy Monkey Baby. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Don't tell me about that. I don't need to remember that. Um, <laughs> I will say I don't recall any fan service in this movie. No, this like the closest they get to it is they show one girl like with her shirt down, but you see it from the back, so you just see like the bra strap and like the oh uh, she's getting like, patched up in the yeah, hospital. It was not a and then like the main character is in the bath and like sits up and you see like the tops of her breasts. You don't see like anything else. There's no no. This is not a company that does fan service. I have come. To you want find... fan service. In recent years, you want you want High School of the Dead. I've come. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss right over that. I have come to find that that sort of cultural difference is one that I keep noticing, but I don't have an issue with. It just I just notice it when we watch My Neighbor Totoro. Um, the dad and the two girls are all in a tub together. Oh, that's not fan up. service. And that's no, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's clearly not. It's a children's movie. And I now understood, like, oh, it's a cultural thing. They all take baths together. They're in a shower. It's 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 a different sort of regiment and routine than we have. Well, like, it's also because of ages and what year it takes place. Because I think it takes place, it's supposed to take place in the 60s or 70s. It's not supposed to be, like... It's supposed to be Miyazaki's childhood. It, exactly. Um, but even still, like, my dad... I'm pretty sure I took baths with my father until I was five or six. Yeah, like a lot of parents do that with their kids yeah. because it's, it's safe. 
you can make sure they don't drown. And plus, it's kind of a bonding experience, it's fun, yeah. and it's but and it's also it's kind of a kill two birds with one stone type thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that was definitely not fan service again. And unfortunately, I hate to say this. One of my favorite all-time series of anime is absolutely fan service. The reason I like it is not because of the fan service. The reason I like it is because sure it's Sure it isn't. The reason I like it is because it has a very deep story. And the characters you see in the story are... Uh, explore um, the writer explores the depths of the characters oh i see along with all the panty shots and the it's the it's, shots and it's incidental like boobage it's it's it just happened to be there guys it in absolutely no way should intrigue you or draw you <laughs> further into this plot <laughs> it's like come oh it's like come, come for the uh come for the fan service stay for the story kind of what it is oh my gosh i can't even imagine and for those of you wondering which one it is and for those of you who know anime it's the the series called love hina um it's an older series i think it's actually came out in the 90s and i have every single issue that they released so including no that was a part of the last issue so mm-hmm. um but i i find it to be a very very good love story and everything like that. This one, on the other hand, I don't think it's that great of a love story. Hmm. Well, I guess that depends on what the definition of a love story is. What we don't see is pining, which I'm very glad for. I don't like Even to the see... girl that has a crush on the other guy, guy friend, you see her have a crush on him, but it's it goes much deeper than that. For me, it's more about this girl growing up um, kind of in a similar way to Whispers of the Heart. We yeah. get to see her grow, and this relationship with this boy is more incidental than anything, and then at the end it becomes, oh, it was about a relationship. Which, again, I'm not sure if that's a Eastern thing, with the idea that not everything has to be explained. Um, and I definitely I appreciate it more than the, oh, if only he could see me, I'll change my appearance, and then he will. Like, I hate Greece, and I'll take oh, this over Greece any day. Tell me about it. Stud. Yeah, so many bad, bad, bad lessons in Greece. <laughs> um, well, and that's the thing, too, is is some of the more typical animes have those kind of stories where the main character pines after someone for so long, and then they just happen to fall in love with them. Or... Um, the better ones is like they have a crush on someone and then realize that this person isn't who they thought they were or that they wouldn't be compatible, but this other person that they are compatible with. And, you know, the love story actually blossoms more. Uh, this series that I'm watching right now, uh, Gurren Logan, which has been around for a while, uh, it's kind of starts off that way where you think that, oh, this, this one character is going to be kind of going for this other, for the main character, but the main character is not like, like they both kind of like thought about it. And then, and then all of a sudden, like she likes this other character. Mm-hmm. Um, and you realize that they probably would work better anyways. And so he kind of, he just kind of lets it happen. And then, then he finds a, a girl in a box and then she happens to be a person of destiny. And I'm sorry, what, and, what and, was that? Aaron, what, she's actually, Aaron, she's actually the daughter of the main bad guy. And Aaron. And, and and she has magical powers of some sort. Aaron? Anyways, um, I'm sorry. 
Did you say he found a girl in the box who is the daughter of the bad guy who has magical powers? Did you just throw that in as though those were not important facets of this particular anime? Uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't get it! It's... I don't get it. When you do that in a book, it's for children. When you do it in an animated movie, it's for children. It's oh, why and, is it oh, here in adult um, stuff? <laughs> and there's giant robots. Ah, and so the giant robots. There were no giant robots here, Aaron. I no. feel led astray by what anime has promised me. There should have been giant robots. The guys from the future, right? Where were the giant future robots? Now it's my turn to give you this little blink. <laughs> so, um, overall, I think it's a good movie. It's definitely worth people checking out. Uh, it's not a typical anime movie. It's I've noticed there was a there there has been a trend, um, in, especially in recent years. But this, I mean, with this coming out in two thousand and six, it kind of solidifies this and also makes it not as solid. Um, the uh, there has been a trend of animes that buck the trends. that, Or they'll take the trend and turn it on its head. They'll still do it, but they'll like, oh, but we're going to do it in a different way. Um, and, I, and I appreciate those. Um, and this is one I would kind of put in that category. Um, you know, as much as I don't really want to watch it, Attack on Titan would be kind of one of those ones. It's like, it's an interesting concept, and it's not really... T of the I'm, typical variety. It's not Sword Art Online or Naruto or something like that. I am now going to reveal to you that I was so intrigued by Attack on Titan, yet so physically unable to stomach the kind of stuff that it shows, that I went to Wikipedia and read the entire plot summary for all of the seasons of the show to figure out where this thing went. It goes weird. Like really, yeah. really weird. And that's and that's the problem too. Sometimes with those concepts, they don't know what to do with them. They they go down a path. They're like, okay, this is pretty cool. Okay, okay. Oh, we can't go back now. We're we stuck only, on this path. We can only go forward. Oh no! And like, and it's it's not just animes. It's any kind of show. Like sometimes, like. There's shows that like take a weird turn. You're like, okay, this is kind of cool, but then they keep going with it, and you're like, okay, let's reel it back. We're not reeling it. No, we're continuing. Okay, so now O'Hara knows that Sean is a fake, and instead of like trying to help him out, she leaves. <laughs> what? You know, like, uh, I love, sorry, I'm, I spoiled. I love uh, it. Yeah, don't say. Uh, uh, People uh, will know if they uh, know. If not, not. So, uh, but I think it's time for uh, us to kind of say our final thoughts and then our, um, our scores. Okie dokie. Um, if you are a man from the future, you are not allowed to fall in love with people you meet in the past. Because that's a really it, jerk thing to do, especially if you're going to Isn't that the plot it. of The Time Traveler's Wife, the movie that you keep trying to get me to watch? Time Traveler's Wife is different, Aaron, and I will tell you why. He meets up with her at various points in her life, and knowing that he will be with her in the future comes back several times, not of his own accord, to various parts of her life. It is different because this boy from the future didn't even know about her until he traveled back in time. We don't know how many hundreds of years in the future he is. And for him to say, I'll be waiting for you when we have no idea how many centuries ahead of her 
he is, is just mind-bogglingly cruel and so sad. We don't know what this girl will never see him again. What is the point of that? He has instead to stay with her. He reveals his feelings to her, knowing he cannot stay. It's really sad. And at least in the time traveler's wife, he knows that they end up together, so it's not like he's leading her on. If you want to read the time traveler's wife, oh it's an God. excellent book. Let's the uh, let's get back to the time. Let's get back on to to the movie. You asked you asked me to tell you, and I said if you are a boy from the future, you are not allowed to fall in love with anyone while you're back in the past. Same goes for being a hundred year old vampire. Same goes for being demon from another realm. It's not nice to the girl. Let it go. Beyond, I can't help my feelings. Beyond that, I think the better thing about this movie... I'm sorry. Who were you just pretending to be with that? See, that's the thing. Is it, it, it? It's kind of one of those ones that could be applied to different areas. It could have been in Edward. Your head, it what is been, the image you had? In my head, it was Edward, but it could have been. It could be an anime, too. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you don't understand, Mahiko. My feelings... I can't control them. Oh dear Jesus! That's the problem. Is it could that like that's the, like you want to talk about anime tropes? That's it right there. You <gasps> oh, senpai, he noticed me. Oh, I mean, like Aaron, I mean, there are these giant stars in your eyeballs. That's that's <laughs> not normal. <laughs> Only when we talk about anime. Only oh, when Sakura Bleach Chen. gets brought up in conversation do your eyes go like that. Oh, Sakura Chen, I, I just. I don't think I could go on without you. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> I find the uh, female protagonist, the main character of A Girl of Blue Time, to not fall into that. I find her. I absolutely agree. She's introduced playing baseball with her friends, and she's not that good in school. And she's like, oh. she's not your normal chick. I enjoy her humor. She has a little inner monologue. You know, I'm pretty lucky. You know, I am. Just not right now, and then it shows her setting a school on fire. Or right now, and it shows her getting pushed into three other boys. <laughs> like, just just not today. These, these are outliers. I normally am very lucky. <laughs> I find this story to be more about her coming to grips with her own mortality and morality. And yeah. learning that just because you pretend something isn't there doesn't mean that it actually goes away. Yeah, she, uh, she makes a couple choices, and you're just like... Why? That's not gonna. That's not gonna help you. Yeah. Why? 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 I think that this movie, as far as being in a traditional quote-unquote anime, I found it to not have those things I tend to not like in an anime, which is fan service. Yeah. Really long, silent, nothing stretches with nothing happening. There are points. In this movie, when it does that, but it's when time is completely stopped. And I get the effect that they're going for. Or that time... There are times when time can seem very short, and there are times when time can be very long. Yeah. They they still stretch it out a little bit too much for my taste. Yeah. I see what you're saying with it. Um, There are a lot fewer of the, huh? Oh. There's always There wasn't sounds. the random shots of the guys just standing with uh, monochromatic clothes in a hallway looking real deep and thoughtful. 
I've never once got or liked it. I mean, we get that she's running. I, I swear I don't need to hear every pant. I get that she's surprised. I don't need to hear a, huh? Oh. Yeah, there was there was a, uh, a there was a scene where it showed her running, and it showed her running. It wasn't like where it's showing her running through different areas. It was just this shot, like it almost was following her running from the it side. It was the Tom Cruise of shots. It was let's follow the run for a straight uninterrupted minute. It wasn't from behind. It wasn't from in front or on top. It was from the side. And the shot stayed the same, or like, I mean, like, the background moved, but the shot was basically still. She, at one point, starts in the middle, and then kind of goes to the back of the frame, and then manages to work her way to the front of the frame, or to the left of the frame. Now, I liked that, because I understood it to be that she was catching up to time and then surpassing it. At first, it seemed like she was going to get left behind, like she was going to get... That's way too avant-garde of an idea. I don't think so. That shot is never seen again in this entire movie. It's usually from her perspective. So this one, this shot stays the same as if time moves on no matter what. Time waits for no one. And we see her like she's not going to run fast enough, and she starts slipping out the back right-hand side It wasn't like he was going to leave. They, like, it wasn't she was chasing someone down. She was literally running to the ball field where the guy was waiting on her. Yeah, no, it, so it wasn't like a dramatic purpose thing. It was more like this thought, an exercise on time, that you could be faster than time, that you can make your own decisions and own choices. By the end of this, she pretty much makes every decision because she knows what's going to happen. So she has come to terms with and accepts and makes the choices for all of this. And in the end, the boys are all stupid and don't get it. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> now, Aaron, I have a question to ask before we wrap up. We have been talking about movies that are made for certain audiences, that are hard for certain people to get behind because they aren't reflective of the what this movie was made for. So for me, I definitely got behind our female protagonist. I understood her plight. I understood the idea of a boy just not getting it, you doing the right thing, and then crying about it. I understood all of her troubles and dilemmas. Do you feel like you could empathize with this character, or was this movie not made for you? Um, see, that's 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 a it's a good question, but I don't feel like I couldn't empathize with her because I could. I understood her motivations, I understood her thought processes, I understood her character, but it wasn't like it was made for a female audience. Um, it wasn't like, and I mean, there might be females out there, female fans of this movie that would agree or disagree with me. And if that's the case, that's absolutely fine. Um, just my understanding of it is that it wasn't, it's not like, like, uh, Lady Bird or Bridesmaids. Like, this is a movie for females. And when those happen, that's not a bad thing. I'm not insulting that process. Uh, but I don't feel like this movie was made specifically for females. I think it was just made for an audience. Okay. Cool to know. Um, I would give this movie... Well, what's your final thought? You didn't really no, I've been, I've been saying up. final thoughts for eons, it feels like. <laughs> My final thought is that this was an enjoyable movie. Uh, I felt the plot to be interesting. I felt the characters to be compelling. And I liked... The idea of how they played with time. I liked the humor. I liked how she rolled into rooms no matter what. <laughs> just landing and rolling into places. Uh, 
I liked the karaoke scene where she makes karaoke last for 10 hours because she's not done singing. Yeah. I like the fun, like, use of her powers to, you know, do those selfish things. Oh, I went to to Kiri. Oh, we had that two nights ago. You know that. Go back in time two nights. This is more like it. (laughs) Just using it to get the things she wants. Uh, And I liked that it had an interesting thought on how the actions that you take have consequences on others and how you can learn and grow from that and still be a fun, happy self. Um, I think for me, the biggest way I see that exemplified is she tries several times to set up her friend and this girl who has a crush on him, doing it by, you know, trying to trick and know things about them and, oh, make sure that she's the one who gets pushed into him, not her, so they can bond over that. Um, And every time that leads to bad things. By the end of it, when she can no longer leap, instead of doing any of that, she says, why don't you just invite them to come play with us, play baseball with us? And at the end of the shot, after the other boy has left, which I'm glad they didn't end it on him leaving, and then she's like, oh, I'll be running as fast as I can to get to you. I'm glad they didn't end on that, because it shows that they made three new friends who all come out to the ball field to play ball with them, even though... Uh, you know, some of them aren't as good as catching or throwing. They they made friends, and that's how they're all going to get to know each other. And it's not just going to be the three and then the one, and then they're all alone. Yeah. And I think that's the growth that we learned about, that, that you learn about, that she learns about. That that's the way to affect real positive change, not to trick your way into knowing it, but to become a better person. Very Groundhog Day-esque. <laughs> um, for all of that, I'm not sure we can grade it on a romantic Slide. If I was grading on a romantic slide, I couldn't grade it very highly. Yeah. But the movie itself is very good. Um, I am going to give it. We'll review it or um, give it a score as it is a untraditional romantic movie. Okay, untraditional. Um, I definitely cared a lot by the end of it. I'm and I'm trying to remember our other scores from this month. I feel like sometimes I'm in more giving, more generous mood, and it's hard to keep a score of a movie in line with everything else. I'm going to give it a 3.5, I think. Okay, that's respectable. Um, My final thought is, um, uh, being a fan of this specific anime company, uh, I like the the erraticness of it, the um, fluidity of it, though, that they do have points with the animation or the animation is just so fluid oh it's so well done um they they have times when it feels like more real than life and um but they also don't mind to have the slow moments to have the building things and uh there's a lot of like fantastic backgrounds in this like with the clouds and the sky and the trees and stuff like that um with, That's the thing about Japanese animation. The backgrounds are always oh, just yeah. beautifully painted. Especially in movies. And, and TV shows, not as much, because it's usually not as... They don't care about it as much. But um, but I, I, I have to say, the plot didn't make as much sense as I was hoping for. And then the twist with the guy being like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm from the future. It was like, eh. It's a little contrived. A little forced. Um, I liked the the painting had something to do with it, but at the same time, it could have been easily something else. I, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this or, I mean, it wasn't even necessary because the whole point with the guy, um, like 
she he says that he liked her and then she kept going back in the same situation and saying okay well how can i avoid this conversation just entirely and each time it didn't work so she's just like okay well i'm not going to ride on the bike then and you know it could have it why did this guy have to be from the future to see this one painting why did why was that necessary the tragicness of it i think yeah it's... he came back just for this one thing and it was it he had to keep waiting because it was being restored i thought it was something clever being said about if she kept going backwards in time and changing things and kept going to visit her aunt her aunt could never finish restoring the painting and he would never get to see it i thought it might might have been an interesting twist to play into it and i knew that it was something important because they kept doing shots of a guy walking away from the painting and you never saw who he was. Yeah, I mean, they built that up a little bit, but it still felt forced. It didn't feel... It didn't feel um, as... It feels like the cat in Whispers of the Heart. It's magical in a way that doesn't reflect anything in the story. It's fun, but not necessary. Because the the fantastical sci-fi elements of this being, you know, a girl that can literally leap through time doesn't it's not it it is fantastical but it's still very grounded in reality grounded in human situations i thought she really could do it through her own power and that she's going about and that she would meet other people and then to find out no i'm from the future and you accidentally used my device to charge up and you only had so many it introduces laws and rules and i think we already had a good grasp of what the laws and rules were we didn't in the situation yeah i didn't need it anymore so um, the, the voice acting did a decent job. Uh, sometimes that can be a, a real make or break situation. Keep going. I think I have something interesting about the voice acting. If you're, acting. if you're, if you're looking at the IMDb trivia, I, there's nothing to back that up. I think it's wrong. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cause the IMDb trivia said like Chris Pine and Chris Evans's first, uh, animation roles. And like, and then you go and look at the actual cast list and they're not listed anywhere. And like then I, I like I just straight up looked for the uh, voice act or voice acting for this movie, and like it it yeah they're they're not in it. All the all these people that they say that like are the first role or second role since blah. It's, I I don't think that's right. I think it's actually I think it's hashtag fake news. All right, <laughs> so fake news. Uh, uh, so overall, like the animation, uh, the characters were kind of cool. Um, the Plot was okay. Um, the story was okay. The ending was not. I did. I, well, I didn't really care for it. Um, so I'm gonna go a little lower. I'm gonna say two point five out of five. Wow. Uh, it's good. It's not as good as I was hoping for. All right. Well, that would give us a six out of ten for the girl who left through time. Um. Why don't we each recommend an anime that we would recommend more than this? For me, that's got to be Wolf Children. Yeah. It really is beautiful and touching and told a lot through visuals as opposed to words because of the nature of the product. And I think it's heartbreaking and uplifting in all the correct ways. And it manages to be a tale of romance, a tale of motherhood, and a tale of coming to age all in one which is very impressive um for me i would say uh the digimon movie <laughs> no 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 uh no i would actually say um probably would have to be uh either summer wars um 
or maybe Castle in the Sky. But I, I, I Castle in the Sky, it's been so long since I've seen it that I don't remember how good it is. I'm, it's a Miyazaki film, but it's a Miyazaki film made for kids. And his recent trend with that hasn't been the best. Like Ponyo was not that good. <laughs> And it hurts me to say because Miyazaki is an absolute marvel of a filmmaker. But Ponyo was not that good. <laughs> um, so I uh, I guess my, my I, I, I'm going to say Castle in the Sky maybe, but Summer Wars definitely. Because we watched Summer Wars and it was really fun. Um, I love the, the, the family aspect of it and it wasn't, it didn't go overly silly and it didn't go overly dramatic. And then it still had that kind of fun other world element to it too. So it worked and it had that, uh, it was funny in, uh, one of the last AMV hells that they did, Summer Wars had just come out and because of Digimon having like a very similar kind of, uh, uh, a plot element they like they had the digimon uh they had the digimon voiceover the the digimon audio over the video for summer wars and I, it worked way too damn well <laughs> so um you know sometimes i listen to our podcast as we talk and i wonder if we've just become so incomprehensible that no one knows what we're talking about <laughs> At least we're not the McElroy brothers where sometimes they're talking and you literally cannot understand a word they're saying. Well, there are three of them. There's a lot more to juggle than the two of us. Very true. And they have uh, interesting pitched voices. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely would recommend. So I, I think Summer Wars would definitely be that uh, would be that that movie I would recommend. That kind of a little bit more offbeat. And if you have never done an anime and want a soft opener, I'd recommend the Avatar Do an anime. Series. My friend Becky did one whole anime and then she died of an overdose. <laughs> I recommend the Avatar series. And That's ah. Uh, here's the thing: Avatar: The Last Airbender is a great series. It is a fantastic series. It's one of the best things Nyx has done ever. It's not anime. It's a it's a gateway drug. It, if you're looking for something to maybe get your kids into anime or your kids like a good show for you and your kids, Avatar: The Last Airbender is a good show for that. It it could help get you into anime as well. It did for me because there's there's a lot of things in there. A good show um, to to get you into anime beyond the typical like Dragon Balls and Sailor Moons and stuff like Samurai that. Samurai Jack. Uh, it's still not traditional anime. It's I, a good I, show. It's but it's not you. traditional anime. I know, but the, the 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 tenets of anime are so prevalent in those. Samurai Jack has. Long, unearthed shots with no sound or music. Yes, it's absolutely dialogue, influenced. It's, influence. it, it's, uh, it's probably the most anime-esque, or anime movie, I would say anime movie-esque of a TV show yeah. that has been done. And Avatar is one of the better uh, Western animes. Or uh, 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 there's, it's like, there's a, a word for it. Because there's been other shows that are American done, but they're anime. They try. All to be I anime. know is if you'd never show me anything and then show me Bleach, I would have never tried ever again. <laughs> Bleach may be one I would recommend, but Bleach. Oh God, I love Bleach. Bleach is still one of my favorite series of all time. But there's so much goddamn filler and there's so much story. It goes on and on. I got up to I think to 
book 20 and that's not I don't even think that's halfway I think that's less than halfway I think it's a third <laughs> if maybe even a fourth a fifth even it goes crazy, yeah, yeah it goes on super far so um, there there are other ones out there I tell you what our question that we pose to our listeners uh, that we still have yet to get an answer but I'm going to do it anyways it's going to be our thing it's our thing uh what is your favorite anime or what is an anime movie that you would recommend to us that we've not mentioned tonight or if we've said that we've not watched it that you would recommend? Yeah. Uh, we definitely want to hear uh, from you guys. Uh, so definitely leave a comment, uh, send us an email. Uh, be sure to follow you know us on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that and throw, you know, like, hell, we can even start a poll or something like that. What, what movie should we do next week or something like that? That will be fun. Eventually, we're going to run out of good ideas uh, how far are we in, Aaron? Two dozen? Yeah, we don't have that many good ideas left in our good idea bank. God, yeah. Well, like, I had a, uh, a, a list on my old phone, and then I switched over to my new phone, and I lost the list. That list is gone. So, we, but we still have plenty of ideas. We still have, and there's movies coming out. There's actually a movie coming out that, uh, I recently figured out that we need to go and watch, because you read the book, you try to get me to read the book, and then now the movie's coming out, so. Completely unrelated, go see Black Panther. Black Panther was really good. It was great. Um, I love the villain, and there's some, I, I did not think it was going to be as funny as it was. It was very funny. It was very funny. Um, I, I definitely put it in the same category as, like, uh, Ant-Man and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as a palate cleanser. It's not your typical overblown um, Marvel movie. So I agree. But uh, I think that's enough. It's never enough, Aaron. <laughs> Until next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.